to the Colton and Joe Show, episode 105. It's been it's been um, some time since we recorded last. We missed our Monday recording because it's some spotty Wi-Fi issues, and I was supposed to. It was the first. It was the first real day of my summer. I had the weekend, and then um, Monday was the first day that I would have been in school before, but now I'm not because it's the summer, which is really nice. Um, but you had Wi-Fi issues, and then I was gonna text you around like 10 o'clock and see how I was going, and I texted you at like 11, and then you didn't get back to me in the morning, so you're probably asleep, and that's that's my bad to an extent. But the Wi-Fi is going in and out. Um, I know the service in uh, something really fancy. CDN cloud fast cause widespread outage. <laughs> Whatever that um, my internet was not doing too good at all. Yeah, that's weird. Week here. So my power's gone out. A couple's been rough. I've got another bad storm. But I'll get to that. Bit. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been okay. The, the first week of the summer has been okay. Um, it just it's been really hot and it rains in the morning and then it gets too hot. So which like it always rains. It rains in the morning every morning. So pretty much like all the pretty much every morning I wake up and I take our dog out to the bathroom and then bring it back in and I lay back down um which is fine but it's like I can always it's raining in the morning and I wake up like two hours later and it's so humid outside because it gets hot and then all the water you know evaporates from the sun's energy and you know it's it's awful <laughs> and so it becomes incredibly uncomfortable um but but the, our air conditioner wasn't working for a couple of days and apparently there's this like super expensive part that's missing which kind of stinks but he he put in like a, a temporary fix and we can see if it, if it works then you can put in like a more long-term fix and it's way cheaper which is nice um but there was like three days where it wasn't working and it really was awful because it was like 85 86 and like 87 all the, like through those three days and then you know you get no escape from the heat we get the air conditioner working now though um so it feels a lot nicer in the house <laughs> um so you know this is normal summer stuff though just been cut the grass today <laughs> finally into the good stuff yeah. good stuff so my my week has been very very oh, i'll say that um so I've, you know we have we have a buck summer league game for basketball still going on so that's something um we're actually doing pretty good we were <laughs> really bad last year we've already like we were really 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 bad last um we've already Already doubled our last summer already. Let's go. Senior Colton is ready to ball. Yeah, ready to ball. Um, but anyway. Wait, I, I asked you before. What position? What is it? Sorry, I know. What did you say? What position do you play? I I, I asked you before, but I forget. Primarily, what position do you play? Primarily, but uh, I was point guard for I like I like. Mm. I played power forward one nice. time during the season. It was really weird. I'm way too to play power forward. But you got to do something. <laughs> but um, so hey, you're a team really, player. You're a team player. Yes, yeah, nothing but a team player. Always, always. But um, the week I really had to two days, but um, I was coming home. It's like I was coming home from a basketball game actually. I think, and I was driving home, and I get in the house, and we're all good, showering, and the lights go off, all shower, and I'm like, hmm, I guess the power's out because it was storming so bad. Mind you, we, my, according to my parents, this is the worst, the worst rain, most tense rain we've had in 20 years in this house. They've had in 20 years. So obviously, I have 20 years. But um, so anyway, I'm in the shower in dark, still shower. I'm not even done shower, so I'm just going, going, doing my business in the dark, and all of a sudden. I do like this big old whoop and it was like what the heck's that and then I hear like yelling and I walked downstairs and the water busted like base or like ripped it off the and like the house was just like <laughs> filling water so like I'm oh good and I'm here like trying to hold this door in place and I'm like holding it in place but the it can't go back so there's still water and my arm's high my sister here I'll switch for a minute she gets on the door and immediately as soon as she gets on the door it's like falls it's swept away just like floating down the basement in, the, in this water so my 
my dad, it doesn't matter. So much water's eating. There's nothing to do to stop it. Leave the door. And um, so he left the door. And by the time the rain stopped, about a foot and a half, two feet of standing water in higher space. Like, there's, you know, five rooms in this basement. And there's just two feet of standing water in every single room in this space. So it's, like, destroyed. It was, like, destroyed. Everything is stained. I had to get stuff out of there. Try to salvage everything. But anyway, long story short, the last day, tearing out feet of the wall on every single wall, taking out the door, uh, ripping up the floor, getting all the water out. We worked for 13 hours yesterday, uh, probably six oh. hours today. And uh, we got some company in here now. They got, Not they set up like a bunch of like industrial things uh, for the next couple of days where we're done with the work. But it's just a pain in the butt. It's going to be a lot of money. And, yeah, that uh, sounds like an absolute pain. I, uh, I have not had to do such manual labor yet. Um, our, our, we have a basement. It's never been flooded that I know. Uh, we're, we're like elevated a little bit, I think, off the, I like, but never had to even anything close to that. So I'm, I'm very happy because that sounds like that would be absolutely awful. Yeah. But I, I did 20 years video. in the house that we've never flooded one time. Still not. Hmm. Well, I guess there's, there's always a, there's always a time. What is it? Um, what's the saying? First time. There's a first time for everything. everything. Yeah. So. Hey, that's the that's yeah. the grind though. You gotta clean up the <laughs> clean up the water grind. <laughs> clean up the water grind. It's not a fun grind to be. Let me say. So yeah, that's it's an interesting story. We're gonna get into a little bit of stuff going on here. So um, me and you are going to be you. I guess you and I are going to be attending a church camp for from um, May 14th to the 19th. I might have to leave a day early, but either way, <laughs> um, we're not going to be recording next week. And like any problem, we're not going to be recording anything. It's, it's a tight schedule out there. We're doing stuff from like 7 to 11 at night. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess and say we're not going to be doing any <laughs> Colton and Joe show episode yeah. out there, which is completely understandable. You guys might see a new Colton and Joe show logo though, because the last time we were together, we took a new picture and my hair was super long and looked bummy. So I... It, you know, I, I put the hammer on that since I uh, since I'm the logo maker there. Um, but you know, we were talking about that a little bit beforehand. Maybe a name change. Check. We're gonna put a poll on the Instagram story and see uh, if you guys like a couple different names. We're just thinking about talked about it in the past. Uh, we've had this name for you know a, a more than a year now. <laughs> Yeah, 105 episode. Um, but it, it's we've mentioned the downfalls of the name. And the the word of mouth advertising is tough, as well as it's pretty long and um, you know stuff like that. So well, we'll t- touch on that later. Um, but but for now, that's the Colton and Joe show here. For per usual. Um, well, if you have any other, if you have any other news, I guess we can get on to the NFL news, some big NFL news since our last episode. It's news time and you know what we're talking about. There's been one very, very big, it's the last time and that is uh, trade of Leo Jones, star wider. Um, this is, this gets, seemingly gets rid of every offseason. Um, Falcons looking to trade Julio Jones, Falcons looking to trade Matt Ryan. Um, but it got real this off as on, on the podcast. What Do you remember what podcast? He was on a show with Skip Bayless and he like called, Skip Bayless like called Julio he was on it and didn't know that they were on and he like like basically saying that like he wanted out of Atlanta and then the news came out that he already requested trade like a long time ago and long story finally got traded to Tennessee Titans um, so the full details of the trade the Titan Julio Jones and a 2023 sixth round pick and the Falcons uh, get a 2020 second round pick 2023 fourth round pick I'm sorry um, so Julio and uh, sex show obviously it's still you know seems like a bit of an hey but you gotta only it's getting out there and have that product season last year due to injury even the market now even saw what Deion 
DeAndre Hopkins went for last year was a similar pack. Um, so it's just, you, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything about the, you know, the package. Was it worth it? Was it like, well, in the trade, that's where you to see. But how does he fit mm-hmm. in? See, and for Tennessee, it's like probably they're, they're top three off NFL. Because Ryan Tannehill, you know, say what you want. Ryan Tannehill is a lot more than um, I, be, I I think very, very solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a nothing game necessarily a bad thing. I think he's a little bit more than that. Derrick Henry, King Henry, 2,000-yard rushing last, probably the best running back in football um, in multiple size. A.J. Brown, you know, a pro bowl type water guy. I'm high. Um, and, you you know, the, the thing was, A.J. Brown did very well. They could have, you know, barring injury, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't get injured, they probably both for over 1,000. Um, but Corey Davis left him free. Uh, they let him walk. Jeff, Jonu Smith, their tight end, went Patriots. So they bring in Josh, a big question, the guy now with A.J. Brown. Because is this offense going to win, you know, just Derrick Henry? You know, if, if there's nobody taking, if it's just Derrick Henry pressure off, like, it, they're, it's going to be hard to get to you know, top Tennessee. Both Julio mm-hmm. Jones and A.J. Brown are really uh, best, if not, you know, they're the, they're the top two, if not the best uh, wider duo in the NFL. That just immediately mm-hmm. makes their offense so good. Obviously, there's always the threat of Derrick Henry running football, and you know that threat's always there, but it's so hard to stack the box. Derrick, you have all pro level, all NFL level players on the outside, and already copies off the line getting star Taylor Wan back next. Um, things are looking up in 10. That's, that's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. Um, oh my goodness, that team. They bring in Bud Dupree for, for some pass rush, which is what they were losing last year. Yeah, I think they're a playoff match. It's the worst pass rush book. You know, they they just, they bring in Bud Dupree. They bring in Bud Dupree. They don't really know amazing defensive pieces. They lost Malcolm Butler, which they, but then they, they bring in Caleb Farley to, to try to replace him, who I'm very far Um And then they replace Corey Davis, Julia Jones, and Josh Reynolds, which in my opinion is definitely um, a worthy swap. And just, they, they got better. Tennessee got better. They were a playoff, they got that. Yeah, definitely. This is a big trade. Um, you know, the second round pick, definitely, yeah, as you as you mentioned, from a from a casuals point of view, you might see how that's not maybe you got a little bit uh maybe you got a little bit of theft there, you know. Maybe you <laughs> um but in all honesty, yeah, he's an older guy who's a well out of his prime, tons of injuries last year. When he played, he didn't really produce that much. Um is you know, last year you did not see the same Holy Jones that you saw in years prior. You don't know what you're gonna get entirely just because yeah, there were so many injuries last year but you know it's i think in a sense that both teams won the side i mean both both teams won that trade like to an extent considering that holy jones yeah you already asked out there have been trade rumors for a long time you know that he was if he's gonna get traded you're not gonna get much for him just because it's been rumored so much like that that's just the fact of the matter um i like to trade for both sides um i don't really know i don't really know how much of a big deal this, this is i think this okay i think this is a huge deal for tennessee as far as making that offense more dynamic as you mentioned it was gonna be you know losing some of those star pass catchers, it was going to be very A.J. Brown focused and, you know, increased running maybe for King Henry, as you'd say. But with with Julio Jones, you cannot, you have to play two safeties deep, in, like in reality, or you're just going to get destroyed. Even with the, like the shell of Julio Jones, you have to respect that, that threat. Um, And I, you know... You can't stack the box as much, and it's just it, it creates this defensive conundrum. Yeah, you, you like you know what are you gonna do? It's tough. Um, I don't know what defense matches up great against that. I would have said Pittsburgh because we've seen um Joe Hayden kind of lock like lock down Holy Jones in years prior and matchups and stuff. Like they're um the play style as well because Holy Jones doesn't have the big burner speed. Um, he's still he's fast, but he doesn't have the big burner speed. You know, 
and there's there's Steven Nelson, who, you know, is a younger guy who can maybe keep up with A.J. Brown better, and maybe you don't not completely lock him down, and then maybe you can sack the box more for Derrick Henry, but now you don't have Steven Nelson there. So, you know, there's the top defenses, the Rams defense with Aaron Donald that will um, do well, but, you know, I'm not sure what defense matches up great. Um, as far as for the Falcons goes, obviously, from a, a fantasy football fan, uh, like, point of view, Kyle Pitts just goes through the roof in my eyes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that big, like, the, the end zone targets and whatever are going to go up and maybe some of those wide receivers three and fours are going to get a lot more playing time with Julio Jones out of the mix so maybe you want to draft them if that's what you're worried about none of the Falcons running backs still seem like a very worthy pick in my opinion but hey if that's what you're into you go for it I don't know this this was an interesting move I saw all the rumors and I didn't really think he was going to go there I thought he was going to go to a team that was more um, like maybe the Patriots, honestly. I honestly thought they might have went to the Patriots because that's always been the rumors for year, for like seemingly years, but that did not come true. Yeah. What, what is definitely true is that m- so many fans are sitting back and wondering why their team didn't spend a second round pick. It's fair. I don't know like what teams really thought. It's tough to say if he's worth it. Like I'm not, I'm not saying he's not worth the second round pick, but I, don't th- I just don't think the market on him was that high. I don't think many people really thought they were seriously listening to offers for him. Yeah. Um, so the Titans got a, like a steal in a sense, but you know, and from you the market value, like from a perspective like they're not going to accept a second round or every like if you're the pan like if you're an interdivisional they're not accepting you're not you're, they're not trying to rule your team unless you're giving up like at least a first pick yeah in terms of interdivisional i'm sure they would much rather what like did trade a copy you know it's just like yeah it's just how it works you know you might have to give up a little more for him out of conference you get a bit of a discount you're not a conference they're not gonna have to face julio again on, mm-hmm. on in the playoffs they know they're not gonna have to face him in the playoffs they know they're not gonna face twice here you know like divisional so it's it, it, there's other things going to it, and there's more that's, but there's a lot of stuff. And you know, everyone, there's a quote unquote deal. Every, every quick to say, like, why didn't Mike? There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It's an interesting trade. Um, I'm definitely want to see how that, I'm this going to be a fun offense to watch with uh, <laughs> the Titans. I think that you mentioned um, Ryan Tannehill being the, the game manager, and I think you, you're so definitely right. But he's a game manager in the best play. He's, this deep ball statistics are very good, which is, but he, he just does a job, you know? He's not asked to go out and make flashy plays. Um, that's that's Derrick Henry's job. <laughs> Derrick Henry is the the show stopping guy who is the star in reality. But he goes out there, he makes the right read. He isn't he doesn't throw a ton of interceptions. Um, he throws the open guy and he's accurate when he does so. So I'm not I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill is some superstar QB, but he definitely is a good like he's a good fit for a team that's like that that has Derrick Henry who can just kind of carry the team mm-hmm. to victories. You know like that. And something that this this trade kind of brings to light to me is some a revelation coming up more and more. Um, if you're th- if you're thinking about trading a player, you need to trade him as quick as possible. Because the more news that yeah. comes out about a player, the more the players drop off. You know what I mean? Because I know, I know that if they traded enough league and the Falcons were to trade Leo Jones on a we didn't know about it, if they would have got a first round. I know they would have. But yeah, it came out that Leo knew he was leaving. Then it came out that Julio had actually requested. And then all of a sudden it happened. And it's like, well, if they have to, I'm like, pick. But like, if it was just if it was just right in the beginning of the off, they were trade, no rooms out, and they just traded him, they would have got a first. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, that's what, like with Stefan Diggs, they did not wait around. There was rumors with Stefan Diggs and years prior and whatever, but it was not a big ordeal. They traded him to the Bills. They got a first round pick in, in other, 
you know, assets. It wasn't like they sat around and had a bunch of rumors come out about him and whatever. Not even surprised me that they were able to get a first because I think Diggs actually did request trade public, so that surprised me. I think that was Hopkins. The Hodgson was a bit surprised. I thought that was surprising too. Because we knew he wanted out, but I didn't really think he was going to leave. I didn't really think he was going to leave. There's just a lot of things like if you no rumors not about like staff, like you know they got a crazy back staffer. It's just like generally when the rumors are out, more the more it's on, the worse they get. Just generally in all situations, yeah. Antonio Brown, <laughs> Sean Watson. Now, they, if they would have traded him right after question, they could have got first plus. Uh, now they waited. More stuff is out. There's allegations now, and all of a sudden get you know like one first from for Sean Watson. Our teams might not even want to trade for him. So it's just you know there, there's levels out more. If you're gonna trade somebody, trade him as quick as possible. <laughs> the value does great. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, you are certainly right. The NFL mark. I I wish there was like a real NFL GM simulation game. Like like the Madden, <laughs> the Madden franchise modes are not anything like it real life obviously it would be super super hard and incredibly like intense to play a game that was like a real gm mode like that you know but i think that could be so fun to see trade offers come in and you know hire and do stuff with coaches and whatever i think a game like that would be so much fun but i understand that would be super tough to get something that's realistic especially like a trade simulator there's like i know there's an nba like trade simulator and i can't that's really fine one that one's not even real the like espn one i think all the espn one does is like really uh okay Like, it claims that, like, it's not going to trade you, like, straight up to write somebody down. But, like, generally, okay. it would just accept contact. Which wow. I, that one down Dang. Okay. Pretty well, I think that would that'd be super fun if you get, like, a trade simulator or whatever. Yeah. That was pretty realistic. Even just that. You don't need, like, a whole GM game mode. But that, that would be more fun. <laughs> true, true. Um, so, I guess now we can find fun. Uh, there's two pieces here that have to do with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so, running back Gus Edwards, um, I had in my top underrated players list last year. Um, they're extending contract for two years, $10 million, um, consistently towards top yards per carry. Productive running back, and then there's somewhere run the ball and run the ball and run the ball like they have in Baltimore. Um, obviously, many solid running backs have. <laughs> Gus Edwards has been very good for them in the past couple of years. So he's getting extended for two years, $10 million, and then they're signing um, Juan James, years $9 million. Um, Juan James has been in the news a lot recently. Uh, tore his Achilles away from, I don't remember if it was Achilles or ACL, but he tore something. Um, injured himself pretty bad away from Broncos. Weren't required to like pay his rack the nfl players for pa everybody was like out about it. garbage our player should have right half contract and then instead of paying contract right out home <laughs> that was a big thing yeah. one james there and then Balt- so baltimore signed nine dollars um he's probably not very i don't think there's really much of a chance that he comes back this year but they signed up for two years so really based one deal to one next um so yeah baltimore fans got side more signed juan james yeah Gus edwards is yeah as you mentioned he's a guy who's incredibly efficient he just you know he doesn't get the volume i think that he's a good fit in baltimore more though where he can he can get those opportunities like to be he gets the opportunity to be efficient like let's be let's be honest i like the efficiency comes when you don't get a ton of volume when you get a ton of volume it's hard to be efficient i know that's like it's true in, in many senses but i feel you know if he was like a starting running back he wouldn't be as efficient yeah. okay I, that sounds stupid i don't know where i was going with that it's, it's a good resigning i honestly i didn't think that much but uh, i mean good for him yeah that was stupid i don't know what i mean I don't know what I was trying to say before that. <laughs> and one more here. Um, the uh, so Jonathan Joseph has, uh, he is retiring the NFL. 
after a long career. Um, drafted by the most recent time, he's been with the Houston Texans. He's been very good for them. I think he's like one of their all-time uh, interceptors, if not their all-time interception leader. Um, so we just want to wish Jonathan Joe's corner um, a, 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 a good health and happy. Um, wish you good luck in all your future endeavors. And uh, thank you for uh, all you've done on Texas. Have a good retirement, Jonathan Joe. Yeah. And now we get into the, the B episode uh, somewhat. It's not much B because there's not that many things to go over. But we're ranking the division. Um, all the division NFL, the AFC, we're ranked um, just based on teams in general, the, the difficulty, the, how good the division is. So we're, we're, it's one through eight, and I'll start us off with my easiest division in football. I'm sure you all know what it's called. It's the NFC is, is my worst division in football. Um, the Washington football team, and I'm just, I guess we'll just say that it's the Washington football team, uh, the Giants, Cowboys, Eagles. Um, the Washington, Washington made it at 6-10 last year. They they were the leader of the division of the playoffs, and actually almost won, uh, almost won the first of the box. Taylor Hayne played a, a great game, um, and they're just in a really fun situation. Washington is not that good. Starting Ryan Patrick next, which obviously he's served quarterback, but no one, no one in May They've got a great. Um, they're really quarterback away for any playoff team. Um, the Giants are in a really weird scenario right now. Daniel not very good, but it's not bad. He, he's in a really odd spot. Um, Saquon was out all last year. They're weird. You know their defense is weird. It's just like they're in a <laughs> strange way. Um, Dallas and the depth take that back. They've gotten explosive off defense, very bad. So it comes down, you know, how much impact can Micah Parsons have? How much impact can Calvin? Joseph after your Keanu Neal they brought um how much just how much impact can new and the new they bring after that um and then Philly is just off um, Wentz last year looked very bad I'm high on still but he looked awful they're gonna be starting Jalen Hurts I'm still not that high um you know I'm just not high on that team whatsoever not talented I love Javon not a talent not high on Jalen Fence he is very lackluster they're just they're gonna be a bad towards the top of the lot don't surprise take top of back draft year so my worst my worst not my worst division in the NFL the NFC lead yeah, yeah I, I agree with you there they're all like rebuilding teams or teams that are like they have like okay rosters so i, I kind of agree to these divisions sort of honest like bad like pretty bad average pretty good or really good you know and, and, and you know kind of like that and there's you know there's two teams and um the giants and the, the eagles that are bad you know they're in the rebuilding state you're waiting to see what you have in quarterback talents and whatever but it, they're not good teams really and <laughs> you have the cowboys in washington that are good but are severely lacking on one side of the ball the offense for washington and the defense for the cowboys they're not good teams there's four teams in here that could all have losing records and it wouldn't be crazy um so so yeah they're, they're the worst division you said it you said it very point, poignantly <laughs> now there, seven now seven there, there's a couple teams, like a couple divisions you could have at seven, but I'm intrigued to see who you have. I was pretty good. I felt good about my seven. I, I always thought the worst divisions in football. That is the AFC. Um, the Titans, the Colts, Jaguars. So they actually had, they only, yeah, they had playoff. Titans won it. Colts snuck in at the seven. Um, the Titans, obviously, talked about today. They're looking very solid. Um, the Colts are another team that I'm high on. Yeah, as you all, um, I'm, I'm very high on Colts. I actually, I do like, I like the Cars fit, but then, you know, obviously, until Ice Cars produce in that system, I'm like, I can't. Can't just say that they're a good team. You know I mean, they've got a great defense. Um, I believe in Carson Wentz's abilities, and I think they can be okay. Jacksonville is a wild card. You know, they they had such a great draft, but what does that add up to? You know, they were, they had one win all of last, one and fifty. How no matter how good this draft, we have no clue how. And then Houston is probably the worst ball. Um, there's like really like probably for your I can count on one the amount of net positive players. Entire.
entire team. Um, really, 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 really bad. Um, the problem yeah. Larson, even with Deshaun Watson, had well, um, the, the, it's it's rough. It's rough going. Um, so Jacksonville's awful at how the still off. Indy's a question mark. Tennessee very, but you know I can't have a much higher side with only one no. Good. Yeah, I'm in a similar situation here. It is a different division, but it's it's the similar situation. Um. I have the AFC East at seven. So you have <clears throat> the Bills with a really good team. Obviously, going to be the playoff team from this division in all likelihood, barring major injury. You have the Patriots, who are coming off a rebuild. They're kind of overrated right now. Like they're maybe they're maybe they're properly rated. A lot of people have been saying they're overrated. Um, their off season was was interesting. <laughs> they, they threw around a lot of money in free agency. Their draft was interesting. Um, there's the Dolphins that have a lot of question marks. Um, it's tough to tell what we're going to get. Two, this I've seen. Like, couple of statistics on Tua that were actually pretty interesting about how, how actually he was an extremely accurate quarterback last year um but I thought that was interesting but other than that but the defense is good for the Dolphins the run game is is rough you got a pretty you've got a good wide receiver core there um maybe I have this too low honestly um I couldn't imagine you have them more than five though just because you got the Jets and the Patriots that aren't terribly good and then you have the Dolphins they, they have a lot of question marks but they're it's a good team overall and then the Bills are obviously a really good team it's tough to it's tough to figure out where you want to put this in my head the next yeah. three all could have been right there but it's just it's just a matter of preference i guess and um that's where i ended up that's where i ended up putting the east so i have sorry it's obviously the um the nfc east at eight and then at seven the afc what east Ugh. all right so you got the two east divisions is the worst too um my my six or yeah my six moving up is the NFC South, um, which is a bit surprising because everybody likes to have them high. If you would have asked me last year, they would have been high. But this is another scenario where there's only one team that we know is good, and that's Tampa Bay. And while Tampa Bay may be the best football. Um, no other teams are guaranteed anything, right? We know what Tampa Bay is. They were, they, you know, they obviously won the Super Bowl last year. Such a, you know, maybe the most talented roster in all of football. But New Orleans, who actually won their division last year, is now without Drew Brees. They lost a lot of pieces. They lost Trey Hendrickson. Um, Janoris Jenkins is now out. Quan Alexander. Lots of pieces that are now gone. Emmanuel Sanders. It's just like they lost so many pieces. And, the, and you have to rely so much on Michael Thomas now, who struggled a lot last year. I don't I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them. Jameis Winston will probably be the starter. And, you know, as excited as I am to watch Jameis Winston play football again, it's like, who really knows what you have with him? We don't know what. They're probably the biggest question mark of any team in the league. Um, and then Atlanta and Carolina are two teams that struggled last year, right? I mean, and Carolina de- depends so much on Sam Darnold, so we don't really know what we're getting there. Atlanta without Julio, um, it's probably going to be a lot of the same. You know what I mean? Very explosive offense, but their defense just is so bad that they're never gonna they're not gonna be winning games you know what i mean that just seems to be how it is that, that's how it was last year it's probably how it's going to continue to be um they replace julio with kyle pitts but it's just you know a lot of people like to have the nfc south really high i just i just can't do it you know what i mean there's only one team that we know is good like i said new orleans is the biggest question mark in the league we, we're not 100 percent sure what we're getting with sam darnold in carolina atlanta's probably going to be more of the same they even lost a couple of defensive pieces so um nfc south for me at number six so that was my my sentiments exactly as I also have the NFC South at six because yeah the same, that's what I was thinking the same the Buccaneers a really good team the best team in the NFL and you can't really you know you can't uh, 
object to that since they just won the Super Bowl. Um, but then you have the Saints. Yeah, you have no clue what you're getting with them in reality. Uh, Jameis Winston, although kind of looks promising, and as as you also said, it'll be exciting to watch him play again as he's in, he's a very exciting player to watch. You don't know entirely who's you know you don't know who's, how good he's going to be. As well as you know, he lost a lot of pieces to get another salary cap and a lot of <laughs> a lot of question marks around the Saints. You know, the Falcons and the Panthers are two teams that are already struggling and um, didn't make enough additions that you're really going to expect a huge change in uh, their power rankings per se. Like this is not <laughs> this is not a stack division, but the Bucks are really good and they they hard carry this division up to six. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, so you said that the East, you know, the highest you could see me have is five, and I do have them at five. Um, is where I have the AFC East, just because I think Buffalo is the best teams in football for sure. But I'm also high on my end. Um, they were ten and six last year. You know, they were even with the Colts who made the playoffs, or no, I think they were a game behind. I don't remember. Yeah, I think they were a game behind the Colts who made the playoffs. But they were, you know, they could have been a playoff team for sure. They would have been a playoff team in the NFC. So solid. Their defense was so opportunistic and so good and I feel like you have Tua Tagovailoa who you know had a bit of a mediocre season last year I will say I'm not kidding I haven't given up on Tua I'm still a fan of him and you know you went out and you got him some some better weapons you know he has Devontae Parker back healthy you came and you brought him Jalen Waddle you got him Fuller uh, new offensive tackle Liam Mike yeah Liam Eikenberg um, uh, I think this could be a breakout for Tua I'm not going to say it will be but I'm saying that he's in a situation to win a little bit better um, the defense is still great obviously you bring in uh, but Arjun McKinney for that defense as well. Uh, Jeff, Javon Holland. And the defense is still good. You know what I mean? I'm still high on Miami. Um, and then New England. I'm not somebody that's like, yeah, New England is definitely a playoff team because of all these additions, but I do acknowledge that they got better. Um, and, you know, and the other team that got better, the Jets got a lot better. Um, they had an amazing draft, bringing in the new QB, Zach Wilson, um, Elijah Barrett Tucker, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, the other Michael Carter. Um, they had a very good draft. A very good draft. They had a great free agency bringing in uh, Carl Lawson Corey Davis it's just they, they got better New England got better so it's just the division last year in my mind like two potential playoff teams one of them being the best you know one of the best teams in the league and then the other two teams got that so I, I have the East at five the AFC East that is yeah I get it um I'm not as high on the Dolphins as you are. I was more high on them, like, in-season. But just as the off-seasons went on, well, I've liked the Dolphins less and less. I've moved on to, to other teams to support, I guess. I don't know. It's fair that you have them at five. I'm not I'm not hating on the decision at all. This is where I have a decision, a division. You mentioned uh, quite a while ago, AFC South. So you got the Titans that have this explosive offense, a team that has really put it, largely put it together this off-season. You know, the defense still is probably, it's bottom 15 for sure. But, you know, it's a, it's a really good team. And the Colts that were absolutely they were awesome last year. They played fundamental football. They played really well. Um, and obviously, you have Carson Wentz. You have question marks there. But I'm not I'm not going to discount them to the extent where I'm not going to, you know, they were a playoff team last year. They almost beat the Bills, one of the best teams in football, as you mentioned. And, you know, I'm not going to discount that. You definitely have some, some bottom tier teams there. Jaguars that, as you, you know, just like the Jets, got a lot better. Um, but they're not they're not playoff contenders in reality but they're they've gotten a lot better definitely 
and the Texans that are absolute garbage. But um, I don't know. I like the I like the t- I like the division. I think the Titans and the Colts are are again two teams that are carrying the rest of the teams. Um, and then you know, I got Trevor Lawrence and the Jags team that is interesting with Ur- with Urban Meyer. I really I really want to watch the Jaguars next year. I really I really think it can be fun. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I'll wait. We'll wait to see um, just how good they'll play. You know, they've got they've got an interesting offense. It's an interesting team all around. <laughs> Get some Tim Tebow reps at tight end. <laughs> yes. But um, it's definitely fair to have them lower. I just had them a little bit higher. You know, in, in reality, two picks, two, two two out of eight is you know a little. It's it's a little bit higher, but it's not the end of the world. Like you can yeah. you can see it to an extent. I'm sure. I'm definitely ready to watch some uh, Trevor Lawrence NFL action um, for sure. For sure. So um, uh, at number four is where I have the North. Um, I was torn between this and my number three team, but you'll hear my number three in a minute. So the NFC North for me. Um, at four, Packers, Bears, Vikings, and Lions. Obviously, they had two playoff teams last year and the vikings were you know half a game away from being a playoff team as well um obviously this could all change with the packers um if uh, indeed aaron Rodgers is uh traded but then again reports are saying jordan love looks absolutely amazing in, in training camp so maybe they would still be good I'm not sure not sure i'm high on the vikings as you all know they were my falcon the vikings were my two teams that i was just insanely high on um uh, i'm really high on the Vikings. dalvin cook is you know my favorite running back justin jefferson one of my favorite wide receivers Daniel Hunter's my, you know, favorite defensive end. It's a really fun team to watch. I really enjoy them. I love Dalvin Cook so much. Um, They're just an explosive team, explosive offense. Um, I think Kirk Cousins is a bit underrated. And so we all know what the Packers are, but I think the Vikings are, you know, a potential playoff team as well. The Bears made the playoffs last year, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I think they can make the playoffs with Andy Dalton, but they have an even greater chance if they decide to, you know, go out and start Justin Fields. You know, even if he, he makes some rookie mistakes, I think Justin Fields can definitely lead that team to the playoffs they're just they're a team that has everything besides a QB um, the and then there's the Lions obviously the Lions aren't very good we know that they're going to be one of the bottom lottery teams with Jared Goff they're just not they're just not a very talented um, but then again you know obviously there's there's three teams there that I believe could be playoffs um, the Packers Vikings and Bears I believe all three of them are potential playoff teams they could all make it without you know any even being me being surprised whatsoever so um, the North at NFC North at number four. Um, so, so I had the same number four team as division as you actually um, with the NFC North. So you got the Packers, <clears throat> an absolutely loaded surrounding cast, a great offensive line, top ten running back, um, top three wide receiver probably, and Robert Tunyon who played really well last year, really great statistically. Um, I don't know why I'd rank him exactly. Probably top ten, but it's tough to tell. You know, he had a. It's a I don't know. I want to see if he's more than a one year wonder or not with with Tunyon, but we'll see with that. Um, even if Aaron Rodgers didn't come back, you obviously have a great core there. And then on the defense, you have Dre Alexander. A lot of people think he's the best cornerback in football. I wouldn't say that, but um, you know, you've got some. If, if the defense isn't as good as the offense, even it's not even close. But it's still a good defense. It's a great team. Packers were a deep playoff team for a reason last year. And then you go into the rest of the teams. Um, like you said. The Bears made it to the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky. You're getting a, a much better prospect in uh, fields. And you also, you know, and Dalton's an experienced guy. I'm not saying he's anything special, obviously, but he did. He, I mean, he did play in the playoffs before. <laughs> um, either way, the Bears, you know, they have a great defense and an offense that certainly has question marks, but is good. Um, and then you move on, you know, you got the, the Vikings, great team on paper. You look all around, you got absolutely stacked the brim offense um you've got cook you've got two great wide receivers and justin jefferson and adam thielen um you got such a good team all around honestly you, you know you look at it and the defense definitely has questions more than a lot more than the offense but it's a good team 
and the Lions. The Lions are not good, like you mentioned as well. But there's there's upside to the team. You've you had a great draft um, and a pretty good offseason process. So I, it's fair to put them at four, definitely. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my number three is the AFC West. I was kind of debating three and four AFC West, NFC North. Um, so my number three is the West here with the Chiefs, the Raiders, Charge, and the Broncos. The Chiefs, obviously, um, if if the best team is not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then it's the Chiefs. Uh, the Super Bowl runner-up, obviously. The, with the best QB in football, one of the best receivers, the best tight end, you know, some great alignment, great defensive pieces. They're, they're just an absolutely amazing team, and nobody's, you know, we all can acknowledge how good they are. But then after that, it's kind of blurred and it comes down to I have them ranked this high because of the Chargers and how much I believe in the Chargers um, the Raiders were you know they were almost the playoff team they were like the second team out of the playoffs if they didn't choke it at the end they would have they were in the playoffs for most of the year um, and, and it just comes out of the Chargers for me because generally I believe that um, this Chargers versus Chiefs matchup and this Mahomes versus Justin Herbert matchup is going to be so good for the next you know 10 years hopefully um, it's just going to be crazy you know what I mean so uh, that and the Broncos. The Broncos are a team that are, they're another team that's a QB away. You know, the stuff that we always say, you know, Drew Locke isn't the guy. He doesn't look very good. But it's like, they're the front runner to land Deshaun Watson. They're the front runner to land Aaron Rodgers if those guys are to get traded this offseason. I heard a rumor. I, I don't, it might have been Akeem Tlaib. It, there was somebody on a podcast who was like an NFL player that was close with um, Deshaun Watson. And according to him, um, Deshaun Watson said that Denver is the place he wants to be. He's like, basically, like, I just want to play in Denver right now. So I don't know if that's true. I don't know, but why does everyone like Denver so much? Why do all the quarterbacks want to play in Denver? It's so well, weird. I guess, I don't know, what better situations are there in terms of like you can go in and win now? There that's aren't true. many better situations now that Chicago's got think, fields. Yeah, that's true. many better situations. It's like I could just come in here, have a lot of weapons, have a good defense, and immediately win games. And you smoke weed without getting arrested. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what Pat McAfee always says. He always says that. He's like, all the everyone just wants to go there because you can get all that. You can get all that smoke. It probably is a, a part of it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the, there's a there's an amazing matchup already between Herbert versus Mahomes and those teams. Denver is a team that could easily, you know, with just one move, easily be in the in you know in a perennial playoff spot. And then Vegas obviously was just out of the playoffs. And I'm not high in Vegas. I'm sure you're not high in Vegas, but um, they're a team that you know is, is certainly not a non-threat. So, AFC West at my number three spot. Yeah, my my suspicions were confirmed uh <laughs> i also have ac west at three with chiefs obviously being uh the leader there they're just su- such a talented roster you got patrick mahomes and all that and you've, you know it's, it's obviously you can obviously say the buccaneers are more talented because they did win the super bowl over them um but from a pure roster standpoint i don't know which team i'd rather have um either way the, the, the rest of the teams in the west are much better as you mentioned the broncos are good they're quarterback away defense is top 10 maybe and the offense is just yeah, just a quarterback away like you said um great wide receivers and um pretty good offensive line you got some interesting running backs you got a new run, running back you just drafted um as well as melvin gordon which is nice and then chargers a team poised to break out maybe a good defense you're um offensive rookie of the year coming off austin eckler tight end i mean a tight end a, a running back i'm really high on you just signed devin cook devin cook oh my goodness Derek cook jared cook jared cook oh my goodness that that was okay that was ugly considering a guy that i, I <laughs> raved about 
fine. I just don't mess <laughs> up his name. That is that is disappointing. But I, I love the signing, as I said. Signed him cheap. He's a good tight end. Um, and you already have you have Keenan Allen and a, a nice wide receiver core. You know, I'm <clears throat> obviously high in the Chargers. And then, yeah, I'm not terribly high in the Raiders. But they don't bring down the rest of the division so much. They're not the worst team. In the, you know, they're not the worst team. They definitely are not going to be contending for a playoff spot, in my opinion. But, you know, they're not they're not an awful team. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So I can assume that our next two are going to be the same. Um, and number two, I have the AFC North. Um, the Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. This was a team that last season had three teams in the playoffs. I'm sorry, division that last season had three teams in the playoffs. Uh, the Steelers being the third seed, the fifth seed, the Ravens, and the sixth seed in Browns. Um, you, you know, obviously the Steelers seem like a team that may uh, regress next season with just a lot of the pieces that they've lost. But then again, they're a team that also could, you know, get better, especially offensively with, with the addition of Najee Harris. Um, their status is kind of up in the air. Baltimore is going to be a great team, obviously. Um, they did lose a couple of pieces, but not enough to make them not an amazing team. I think they're going to be a great team. I think you kind of saw the resurgence of Baltimore late season last year. I think Cleveland, in my opinion, if I had to say it right now, I think Cleveland will probably win the division. I think Cleveland is a Super Bowl contender, um, and I th- it's it's weird for that phrase to come off of my list. Um, <laughs> but they, they're a very good, very good team. Great pieces all around. And Cincinnati isn't a non-factor. I mean, they were very bad last year, but obviously their quarterback was injured, right? You have your quarterback back, bring him in, him in uh, reportedly probably going to be back up to close to, if not 100%, by the start of the season. You bring in Jamar Chase. You know, you've got a lot of weapons there. You bring Trey Hendrickson in to, to, to for the, some pass rush. And it just seems like they got better. So it's like three teams that are already in the playoffs, you know what I mean? Plus a team that is looking to bounce back, you know, plus a team that's probably going to improve. There's just, it's just such a tough division. And, you know, AFC North football, it's different type of stuff. It's physical. There's some crazy rivalries, crazy trash talk. I would not want to be a part of that debate. So, um, AFC North at number two. Yeah. Yeah, I also have the AFC North at number two. With um, Yeah, I also agree. I think if I was going to say team that was going to win this division, I'd probably say the Browns. Roster's absolutely stacked right now. Then, um, honestly, I think the Ravens and Steelers could, could grab wild card spots. I don't think it's out of the question. The Steelers, yeah. as you mentioned, draft Najee Harris. You get the new offensive coordinator in there. You can utilize your offensive weapons better. You get progression from um, Juju as well as Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, uh, Ray Ray McLeod <laughs> for, for all you Steeler fans out there. Um, uh, you know, the offensive line did regress to an extent. You loaded up in the draft. You went back to back. You resigned a lot of your guys. It's a younger offensive line as well, but, you know, it's it didn't regress to the extent where it's holding back the team to, to huge amounts. Um, the defense did lose pieces, but not huge pieces. Uh, you lost two starting corners, which is hard, but you had depth there. Hopefully uh, they can step it up. Cam Sutton and probably James Pierce or whatever. We'll see who's the slot cornerback starter week one. But, you know, obviously... <clears throat> The, the Steelers' defense is still going to be really good. You have a great pass rushing unit, as well as Mike Fitzpatrick and Trell Edmonds manning the secondary. So it's not out of the question. And yeah, definitely the Bengals are, are not out of the, the question here as being um, an, an impact team in some way. They can, I mean, they're, they're kind of a sleeper. They, they had a pretty solid draft. Um, you're getting Joe Burrow back. Jamar Chase's college buddy is there. You know, they added people in free agency that's going to make that defense better. Um, so it's not, it's not another question that, the, yeah, the Bengals will make an, a, an impact in some way. They're probably not playoff contenders, in my opinion. But it definitely is. It's a, it's a really tough division. You're going to have to fight for all of these. Um, and I'm, as a Steeler fan, I'm excited. These, these matchups are going to be super fun. And I, I'm excited already. I'm, True. I'm to the point where I miss NFL football already. Yeah, that's facts. Um, 
And the number one division in the NFL, you all knew it was coming, the NFC West. Um, they have the Seahawks, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. And it's so weird because the Cardinals were 8-8 eight and eight and just barely missed the playoffs last year, but they could easily go last in the division this year. You know, you know what I mean? And that's crazy to say. Yeah. Because you think the Seahawks, they won the division this year. Um, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you know, obviously an amazing, an amazing core there defensively with Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner. And it's not an amazing defense. Um, and they did lose some pieces. So the defense is definitely going to be a struggle for them next year. But come on, Russell Wilson, DK and Tyler Lockett, and they won the division this year. Um, second place, they made the playoffs at 10 and six, the Rams, and they got a lot better. Like the Matt Stafford led Rams is a potential Super Bowl contender. Um, for sure. They have Jalen Rams. He's a top three corner. In the league, uh, Aaron Donald, the best defensive player, you know, top three player in general in the entire league. Um, so, you know, good wide receiver core, been underrated. They added some added some depth pieces there in the receiving game. Deshaun Jackson, Tutu Atwell. Um, they're an amazing team. They could be a Super Bowl contender. Um, San Francisco could come could come back and be a Super Bowl in Super Bowl contending form. Who knows? You know what I mean? Last time we saw all these players healthy with Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa healthy, George Kittle fully fully back on his feet. They were in the Super Bowl. You know, you know what I mean? So it's like or we can get back they're missing their key players we get back to that and all of a sudden what do you know san francisco is amazing I mean, that, that's a uh, reality they could easily come to fruition um and now they're in a position that even if jimmy g gets injured you have trey lance behind so it's it's they're in a very good spot for sure um and then arizona who who was eight and eight like i said third in the division last year just barely missed out on the playoffs um and they could easily come last in the division though they have kyler murray and deandre hopkins and chandler jones and buda baker and they're still a very very talented young team Team, but they can easily come last in the division. You know, what I mean, all four of these teams. If you tell me they're a playoff, any four of these teams, you could tell me win the division, and I won't be surprised. You, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just such a stacked division. They could all make the play. There's a chance now with the new playoff formats that all four of these teams could make the playoffs, and that's not out of the realm of possibility. So that, that's <laughs> that's very crazy to me. But um, yeah, best division by far, in my opinion, the NFC West. I wanted to make that point so bad that this is the only division that I could see all four of them going to the playoffs, which would be absolutely insane. But, I mean, it's possible. Like, maybe not. It's not. It's, it is possible. It's not probable, but it is possible. If there's a division that's going to do it, it's going to be NFC West. Obviously, my number one team, the Seahawks team that can just put together wins. Russell Wilson is just playing out of his mind in recent years. Um, you got a really good wide receiver core that you've put together with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, obviously. Uh, Chris Carson, the running back there. And the defense that has been steadily improving, a trade for Jamal Adams, you add players in free agency, it's getting better. It's absolutely a great team. Yeah, and then you, the Rams, you said you said it best, and the you know, team that improved immensely this offseason. You trade out Jared Goff for Matt Stafford. The defense stays together for the most part. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great team. Uh, as far as teams coming out of the NFC for maybe even the Super Bowl, it's it's tough to say they're not contenders for that. Just you know, they, they're in, yeah. they've been in win now mode for many years now. That they might have a first round pick till twenty thirty, but they do have a stacked roster right now. <laughs> um, yeah, the Cardinals <laughs> with Kyler Murray, and this is going to be a team where the stats are going to be really good. But I want to see if the wins are going to start to rack up. I like last year the Kyler Murray had good stats, D Hop had good stats, the defense had relatively good stats. Um, but you want to see if this if they're going to put it together and put together a 11, 12, 10-win season, maybe that'll put them in a better spot. And then to round it out, you have the 49ers who were injured all last year. Tons of injury, an insane amount of injuries. Um, but we know what they can do without injuries. They were they went to the Super Bowl without when they didn't have all those 
injuries. And yeah, like you said, you start Jimmy G and he gets injured. You have Trey Lance who can come in. Someone who obviously they were very high on as they drafted him, <laughs> you know, very high in the draft. So yeah, hand, right. This is a bright offensive mind and all those matchups are, are must watch. Honestly, the, the scoring is always through the roof. True, true. So. There you have it. There you have it. There is our divisional rankings for all the divisions in the NFL. Um, yeah, so there's our Friday episode. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want to hear mm-hmm. because we're it's the off season. We say this every episode, but it's the off season, <laughs> yeah. and you know things get tough sometimes in the off season. We're 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 too late to be talking about the draft anymore. That's why we had to do our big old draft dump episode last time. Um, but if there's any obviously this is if there's anything you guys want to see, let us know for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, we're gonna put some some name things on there we'll maybe we'll put a question uh <laughs> a question thing on there you no one i know one ever applies to this it's it's just i understand it's like no, i don't want to have to sit there and like put something in there and say no one ever uses the question like thing on the story anymore some people do polls and whatever but instagram stories used to be so cool no one ever does that anymore that's true that's true yeah yeah we'll, we'll probably have something out uh sometime soon um thinking about with it with the name change and stuff so then yeah let us know what you want to see we'll have that out to you soon episode suggest coming and um it's late. So before we sign off, Joe, do you have any parting thoughts here? And it is Friday. So before we get off, do you have oh, yeah. to say the positive thing? Oh, for sure. I hope. <laughs> for, for sure. Um, I really hope this Colton Josh episode, maybe the Colton and Josh episode for long, um, does. It just acts as the perfect segue. Most awesome weekend of your life. You know, have fun. I'm going to a graduation party um, for, for someone I know. So hopefully, you know, that can be cool. Congratulate said person. Get some food or whatever. You know, play some games. Yes. I don't know what's going to go down. But it should be fun, and I hope you guys have fun. And then, you know, enjoy the nice weather, hopefully. And, yeah, well, yeah, we'll be soon. Hopefully, um, hopefully we can get some good episodes going. And yeah. because the episodes have been performing well above average lately, the NBA okay. episode, and then even our two-hour-long episode of us talking about the our draft grades actually did pretty good. Which I did not hmm. expect a two-hour episode to do good because a lot of people shy away from the super long episodes, and rightly so because I don't want to sit there for two hours and, and be invested in something for that for that long, you know. But enough. I appreciate we appreciate that, of course. Yeah. Um, the sun I get like in the off season. I, we, we mentioned this. I, I always thought during the season more people want to listen to the podcast but as i realized when you're in the season you can just like the, the nfl content's all around and a pod listening to a podcast is less convenient but in the off season maybe you you know you're you're missing it there's less content to go around you'll want to listen to a podcast more that's how it works for me i always listen to more podcasts in the off season yeah and i didn't even really realize it until um i realized that less people listen to our our show during the season i'm watching the games you know what i mean i'm watching i'm formulating my enemies i'm watching the game but in the off season well i don't know what to do i just need my fix of nfl stuff and somebody's got an interesting idea uh, i'm tuning in so it doesn't make sense doesn't make sense but yeah yeah keep watching keep listening we'll keep putting out our content and uh win-win for sure so so i guess um without further ado this may be one of the last times i get to say this exact outro um from us here at the colon and joe show we are peace and Thank you.